welcome to Dating in the City, Season 6. We're the Conti sisters, matchmakers and co-founders of Matchmakers in the City, an old-school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles, regularly featured on Access Hollywood, Forbes, Relevant Radio, and more. We've been celebrity matchmakers for 10 years, and now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Pineda. And we're so happy to be with you all today. Christina, how are you in sunny Nashville? It's actually quite overcast right now, and I think it's going to start to thunderstorm any minute, but... (laughs) Oh, wow. It's great. I, it's nice to have. The clouds are really beautiful, the different formations. I wasn't used to that in California, so. I know. Nice. Well, I mean, we have, I'm looking out the office floor-to-ceiling windows, and um, it is, there are a few spattered clouds about, but honestly, it's been It's been the most beautiful weather, but it has been hitting like 95. Yeah. That's not common. I know. Yeah. I wonder if, I'm sure by the beach, it's probably cooler. Yeah. Well, I was in Redondo Beach over the weekend for um, one of our mutual um, girlfriend's birthdays, birthday parties. And it wasn't, it was definitely less hot there. Anyway, but I had a blast. It was a really fun time. It was like such a fun weekend. I've been, I've really been having such a fun summer. That's great. Christina, you and I are in such different life stages as well. So I feel like it's really cool for listeners to just get both of our life stages. Like mm. you are in the married with married with child um, life stage. And I am in the unmarried living my best life, <laughs> but you're living your best life too, but in just very different ways. Like I'm in my like summer of freedom stage. So (laughs) yeah, it's been a really good, I'm finally just like so good. But anyway, why don't we talk about somebody else who is in their hot girl summer stage now? Um, Let's go to our first segment, Christina. Stars are just like us. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship related stories in pop culture today and how to apply apply them to you in real life. Okay, so you guys, huge news that I want to just say, I called from day one. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have officially broken Broken up. up. And I love how we talked about this when he got the, after he got the tattoo that... (laughs) Yeah. Wait, I forgot that he got a tattoo. Not a good idea. <gasps> I forgot he, it was branded. It wasn't even a tattoo. I think he got oh. branded. Oh, wow. Right? Didn't he? Or is that, did I literally hallucinate that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. But we have an episode all, all about it. Yeah, we do. But it's just so wild because I remember when they first started dating, um, I did a segment for Access Hollywood all about Pete Davidson. And that was the segment. You guys, if you are like 
active listeners to Dating in the City, you will remember that this was the episode that it was like the first episode after, like as COVID was opening and I had to wear a full-blown mask in the heat right before I started recording for Access Hollywood. And then my makeup coagulated. So my bronzer had coagulated in this one area and I just looked like such a hot mess. And I- She didn't look- like a hot mess she just didn't just the makeup looked a little off that's the makeup was really really (laughs) aggressive and I have not posted that video on my Instagram so um maybe maybe I'll post it like honestly at this point I don't really care but um but anyway I posted that all about Pete Davidson all about his dating patterns and that's why a man's past is the best predictor of his future. Christina, what do you think about this in real life? Like a, should you look at a man's relationship trajectory as something like, is that valid to see for a current slash future relationship and does slow and steady win the race in relationships? Yeah. Well, I guess my first question, Alessandra, would be, are there any details of the breakup that you can no. reveal? Very hush hush. Really? Um, Kanye West huh. had put out this thing that said, um, death, rest in peace. Like just he, Kanye West is being an infant as per usual. Um, when it comes to his romantic life, it's wild how a genius can be so mm. tone deaf when it comes to his relationship. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we don't have details, but okay. we don't have any details. Yeah. I see. Well, I think it does point to what Alessandra and I were talking about. I think it was on our last podcast about how important pacing is in a relationship. And we talked about love bomb and how often people will rush into relationships And the ones who are trying, I've noticed that the men who are really trying to make it exclusive and go as quickly as possible usually have something to hide, that they want to lock it down first before they create more tension in the dating scenario. So that was my my take about how important slow and steady is. But I also, Christina, I would though debate that it, I would debate that because I don't necessarily think that every guy, when they're excited about a woman and they're a one woman, man, men are single focused. Women are diffuse focused, but like, but, but we have to remember who we're dealing with. Men as a species are single focused women are diffuse focus. So when a man meets a woman that excites him, that he's really interested in him, I don't want to implant in women's brains that, oh, if a guy wants to be exclusive with you early on, there's something wrong with him. That is not always the case. In some cases, absolutely that is the case. But in other cases, men just want to focus on one one woman because they get 
confused when there are too many options and they don't do well as a multi-focus. They're not a multi-focus species. They do best with one task at a time. Whereas women, women can multitask. Women are raising a child, running a multi-million dollar company and like, um, you know, uh, doing volunteer work, like all at the same time, which is probably not the best and most efficient way of going about things. But you know what I mean? Like women are multi are, are diffuse focused. Right. Right. And I, I, I'm not trying to knock men who are single. I think that's wonderful. And if a man is pursuing a woman, I think that's fantastic. What I and mean I do also think, with- yeah, sorry. And I do, sorry, I'm just going to get on my soapbox for another second. I do also think that for men, um, especially if they've been dating and they understand how rare it is to find an incredible woman, they're going to get excited and they're going to want to say, hey, you're amazing. Like I want to be with you exclusively. So I right. think that, that is something very valid that I don't want women to feel like, oh my gosh, he wants to be exclusive with me on the third date. What's wrong with him? What's wrong with me? What's going on? Am I getting love bombed? Is this disingenuous? Is he hiding something? No, but you can pace it out and be like, you're amazing. I'm so excited to keep getting to know you, but I need to take my time in getting to know you. That's oh, my yeah. soap. That's my soapbox. And that's completely true. Alessandra, I wouldn't counter that in any way. I just, I'm not really talking about the guys who are excited about getting into a relationship. I'm more talking about the men who are pressuring it forward and not allowing the proper time to be mm-hmm. had in the relationship. And And wanting to just like fast forward and spend every single waking moment with the woman in a very Pete Davidson way. Like he's probably all in 150%. Good morning. What are you doing? They're probably talking all the time, seeing each other every day. Just like, it's like a relationship pressed on fast forward. Yes. That is what I'm talking about. And I do, I have those seen situations where that's why even if okay whatever the man's intentions wonder what if has great intentions not no problem with the intentions you still want to go slow and steady you still don't want to rush into anything but if the man does is hiding something or does and is trying to move it forward you probably will get a sense of feeling pressured so that's when you should bring that up and, and what Alessandra was saying and just tell him I'm, I would need to take my time. I want, I really want to be serious about this, about you and this relationship. And I want to make sure I give it the proper time before getting exclusive. So I get to know you really well. And if a man can't handle that, that's a problem. There's self-discipline is very important. The other thing I was thinking about is I just have seen situations where people have gotten into relationships too quickly. And as you said, push the speed button 
on the relationship and it burns out so quickly like this Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. and Pete Davidson they had posted so many photos of them looking amazing together mm-hmm. and just everything all about each other him getting branded with her name or tattooed with her name whatever the situation was it's just it's too much and even though it can feel so good that that rush and that roller coaster can feel so good especially in the honeymoon stage which is the first few months it doesn't negate the fact that you're going to need to get to know the person for who the person really is. Mm -hmm. So that's another level in the celebrity world that is challenging because it's cool to be with someone who has a huge following and who other women who found very attractive or other men, a woman who ever, all these other men think is the most beautiful woman in the world. So yeah, it's, it's challenging. And it's also, I think for Kim specifically, and for a lot of women that maybe would find themselves in a similar situation, whereas with Kanye, like their one of their huge issues was that Kanye was traveling all the time and he just wasn't Mm. present. He wasn't present for any of the exciting things that Kim was doing on a, in the daily, in daily life. Like he was there for big events, but he wasn't there for the little daily life things. So Pete, on the other hand, was like, basically was like, I'm 150% present for you. I will do all the little things with you. I'm in, let's go. And so, so I think for, for Kim, that is something that was so diametrically opposite from her relationship with Kanye. Also, Pete is so like appears to be so down to earth, which as we all know, Kanye is not. So it was kind of like this diametric opposite of what Mm. she had been dealing with over the past few years with Kanye. So that That's why it also makes so much sense that Kim would also just be like, oh my gosh, like he wants to post all these photos with me and he's wants to scream from the rooftops that I'm his woman. And, you know, he's, he believes so much in me and he's so excited about me and he's all in. But as we saw also from Pete's pattern, that is Pete's pattern. He is all in, all about the woman, 150% in, and then this was a longer relationship than he was than he would normally be in. Um, mm-hmm. His typical trajectory is about six months um, mm-hmm. with his past, um, just with with the past women. And but I mean, as we know, Ariana and him even got engaged. I mean, they they got engaged, so they went that next level. Right. Um, but it's that so that is a similar similar kind of time frame as, um, with Kim, but all of his other relationships tend to peter out at that six month mark. So, yeah. So it's actually, this is just all really good. Um, these are all just wonderful lessons for any single women and any single men to, to see. And also it's so great for Pete because even though it's horrible, he can now learn like, okay, maybe I should erect some boundaries when mm. it comes to relationships. Um, I literally just posted this. Um, I'm super into boundaries right now because Lord knows I have been horrible at boundaries um, in my own dating life. And um, I've just seen that 
the women that we've worked with and the men that we've worked with who have boundaries have ended up in these amazing, successful and healthy relationships. Um, and a lot of the, uh, the date coaching that happens at matchmakers in the city happens with our team of matchmakers. So we have a team of amazing matchmakers who are date coaches as well. Um, and they teach boundaries and it's so fascinating. So I, um, boundaries, basically, I want to just talk about boundaries for a second, because I think that they're so important, um, just for, for our listeners, whatever stage of a relationship that you're in, you can, you can invite boundaries into any relationship at any time. That's okay. Because I also got a DM from a woman who was in like a three-year relationship. And she's like, I'm so loving what you're posting about boundaries, but I'm in a three-year relationship. I feel like I can't all of a sudden be like, Hey partner, here are some boundaries that I want to invite into a relationship. But I DM'd her back saying, you absolutely can. This mm -hmm. is boundaries, protect your energy and create clear expectations and blueprints in your relationships. Mm -hmm. So I'll say that again, boundaries, protect your energy and create clear expectations and blueprints in relationships. So the sooner that you understand your own boundaries, the better. So Pete, also, this is date coaching advice for you because Pete, you need to work on boundaries. The, the way, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Let's change things up in your next relationship, Pete, because also I read poor thing. He's now in trauma therapy because after all of the, uh, after this situation, allegedly, this is what the news is. The media is now saying, mm -hmm. and Kanye West is now, uh, um, basically they're saying it's because of Kanye. Kanye had written skeet Davidson dead at age 28. So that's what <sighs> Kanye had, had written, oh, but wow. okay. Boundaries um, for Pete Davidson and for all of the listeners who are either about to start dating, who are dating, who are in a relationship, who are, even if you're about to be engaged, married, whatever, but there are seven boundaries that you can create. And this is specifically while dating. So boundary one, sexual boundaries, sexual, oh, excuse me. Oh, boundary one, sexual boundary, boundary two, spiritual boundaries, Boundary three, material boundaries or financial. Boundary four, time boundaries. Boundary five, expectation boundaries. Boundary six, emotional boundaries. And boundary seven, communication boundaries. Okay. So I just, and um, what I had written also in my latest Instagram post at matchmaker Alessandra Conti is that you should take time to journal out, or even if you're not a big journaler, just think about every single boundary that I just, um, that I just introduced you to yes. and write out what is your comfort level sexually? What is your comfort level in every stage of a relationship? What does that look like for you spiritually? What that means going to church with somebody, praying with them, 
what is, or going to temple with them or going to the ashram with them or doing a Reiki healing with them. Those are all spiritual boundaries. What does that look like for you? Is it maybe you won't go to church or you won't go to temple with a man or a woman until you're in a exclusive relationship with them or until it's a boyfriend, girlfriend situation, or do you want to save that for somebody that you're engaged to? Or is it really important for you to start doing that as soon as you start dating. But what does that look like for you? So for every single person, boundaries are going to be different because you have your own personal energy and you have your own expectations and what you're looking for in your ideal partnership and in your ideal relationship. Okay, I'm off my soapbox, Christina. I just had to talk about boundaries because Pete Davidson is like, he's... (laughs) He needs a poster coaching. child for someone who needs boundaries. <laughs> so Pete, I hope that that helped you. I know you're an avid listener of the podcast and I'm sending you the biggest hug and know that we love you here. Yeah. And we know you have so much love to give. We just want to guard that. So it's given to the right woman who will be able to reciprocate that at the, in the and right time. That you can protect your energy and pace things out because you give a thousand percent and right. you don't have to give a thousand percent as soon as you start. Like, anyway, okay. So Christina, anything else to say about that situation? I think we covered it. What was your first question again? Because I know the slow and steady one we answered. And we do, we do think that wins the race in relationships. Was so there another I question? I Yeah, I kind of came up with that one on off the cuff. Okay. But, oh, okay. about past relationships, about kind of looking at... Oh, looking at past relationships. And We've talked about, your about personal, past relationships Yeah, before. like looking at your personal relationship um, history. I, yes. Oh, so, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yes, yeah. well, that's... It's a great... Just like what Alessandra was saying with journaling and... or going to church and praying about these things or temple or your ashram or however you practice. Right. Or even in your room, just praying and looking at your past relationship history, jotting things down, writing is even if you're not a journaler writing, I learned in college that it helps you really organize your thoughts. So it is a helpful way, even even if it's someone who's not a writer and doesn't enjoy it, just writing down. Yeah, I can't stand outline. journaling. I can't yeah, stand Yeah, and there's journaling. no pressure for anyone to be writing. I, yeah, writing your whole day in a journal. That is not what we're talking about. We're talking about, okay, last relationship, dates, time frame, who it was, why did we break up? And trying to see if there's a pattern that goes on with it. And as we can see with Pete, there is a pattern. So there is something that he can learn from it so that he doesn't have to repeat the same mistakes over again. And I would say anyone who dates him in the future, his relationship history is public, which makes it a little easier to know that, but you have to be aware that this is his pattern and make sure that you are very disciplined and take things slow and steady, even though he might try to go a little faster than you want to. So even if you don't know a man's relationship history, you don't have to, but if you just use that rule of thumb of going slow and steady, you'll be, you'll be golden. So speaking about public relationship histories. So I just want to talk to you about this for a second, Christina. 
Um, and also just like clue our listeners in on something that I was clued in on about a month ago that shook me to my very core. So Hmm. there is this group and I think that I've told you about it, Christina. Um, and there it's not only for Los Angeles, what I just found out. So there's a group called, are we dating the same guy? LA. And Mm. now I'm learning, and there are 7,000, almost 8,000 members of this group. They're all women. They're all single women who are dating in Los Angeles. And a lot of them are using dating apps um, of all kinds. They're using Bumble. They're using Tinder. They're using Hinge. They're using The League. And so what these women are doing, and ladies, feel free to um, DM me if you want me to add you to this group, if you're actively dating, or even if you're in a relationship and you just want to keep an eye out for your single girlfriends, because I'm telling you, every time that I look at this page, also like it's kind of a, a warning as well, because it's it, it, it kind of like implants like, oh my gosh. Like, what is going on in the world? Like, what is going on? And so basically, women are posting. Um, it's not only guys that have, like, horror stories or huge red flags. Women are posting men being like, hey, I'm dating this guy. I want to know, is anybody else dating him? Um, he said we're exclusive. Is anybody else, like, he's been really sweet so far? Are we all good? Or are you guys all dating him? Is there something that I should know about? So, It's wild because over the past two or three months, two months that I joined, I've seen a number of guys that I had previously dated even years ago pop up on this site. And one of them that I even, I didn't meet him on an app or anything. I met him at a bar a few years at Bar Lubitsch, my favorite, one of my past favorite spots. Um, And he popped up and I was like, no way. Because a woman was like, he um, warning red flags. This guy will get you drunk on a date. He'll then bring you to his apartment and he'll be, he'll, like, yeah, he'll, he'll get you drunk and bring him to his, to your apartment, oh, no. to his apartment, um, and oh, then gosh. try to sleep with you. So Ooh. it's, it's actually such a public service that these women are doing another guy that I had no idea was, I mean, I had a bit of an inkling that he was a bit like F boy vibes, but I didn't know. I just thought it was like some nice guy, but this girl wrote Literally, it was a horror story of what she had to deal with with him. And I was like, are you serious? Like, are we talking about the same person? And so all that to say, um, even though a lot of people, a lot of men are like, oh, it's fun, whatever. I'm not like in the public eye. Nobody's going to know if I like whatever you're doing. That's not the case anymore. This is 2022. It is the Wild West, and hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. So women will 
like women will post you. They will post your photos. They will post the experience. And so guys just, I mean, if it, obviously you should be dating with integrity, like obviously to begin, with, to right. begin with, regardless of whether or not you're like this existed, but this is even more of a, um, of a reason to date and in a very respectful manner. Um, mm-hmm. Because you're not private. If you are using a dating app, that is up for public consumption. And even if you're not, women will women will post you. So I and I've been I I look at it and I look every day to make sure none of our clients are on there, to make sure none of our daters are on there. I'm happy to say that I I, I check every day. None of our clients and none of our daters have ever been posted on this site. So that also gives me just, I feel a lot better about that. Like we're doing really good interviews. Our vetting process is working. Um, So like, there's another way, ladies, if you're using this, um, if you're using this and if you're using the dating apps, we already have weeded out a lot of those men. Like the team of matchmakers have already vetted those guys out based on what they've said in their interviews with us. And they're probably like black. Um, we have like a black mark that we put on in a, if for an interview, if a guy either fails his background check or has a weird interview or says something off color. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to like kind of give the ladies specifically of LA because that's the group that I'm a part of, but also there's one for Nashville. There's one for Florida. Like there's one for every major city. Hmm. Um, so yeah. Anyway, isn't that wild, Christina? It is, but it just shows <sighs> the truth always comes out as the great Emile Zola, a political philosopher once said, the truth comes out. And as another great political philosopher once said, truth in time tells all. <laughs> great Justin Bobby of the Hills. Okay. okay. So why don't you move on? I saw something about St. Yes. Monica's in here. Oh, yes. <laughs> Christina. Oh, my gosh. My phone blew up when this came out. So Britney Spears... Um, posted a photo of St. Monica's, which is my church that I've been going to for almost 10 years. Um, and she, um, posted a photo and said that this was the church that this was where I wanted to get married during COVID. I wanted to go every Sunday. It's beautiful. And they said it was temporary shut down due to COVID. Then two years later, I wanted to get married there. And they said I had to be Catholic and go through test. Isn't church supposed to be open to all? So, and then a representative from St. Monica's told TMZ that they checked their records and Spears never visited um, St. Monica's, nor did she ask them to host her nuptials. But then she she um, fired back saying that her um, her wedding planner had called and that's mm-hmm. what they were relayed. Mm-hmm. It was like her wedding planner did Madonna's wedding as well. But okay. so Brittany, um, let's, Christina, can we please clarify to Brittany? First yes. of all, I want to clarify to Brittany about St. Monica's. St. Monica's was not closed during COVID. St. Monica's had outdoor services during COVID. I mean, it wasn't as magnificent as it as an indoor service would be, obviously, but it wasn't shut down. It was shut down for a small 
period of For time a few months when when they all, all the churches had to be shut down because but of then, the state laws. Yeah, but then they reopened, and I also right. want to say they, just, they reopened as soon as they could reopen yeah. with outdoor services. He was when he wanted to get things going in person in a, in a though socially distanced outdoor manner. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing, um, specifically about St. Monica's is that literally Monsignor, the, the, the pastor, our, our, our pastor, what do you call like our, um, like pastor. Yeah, mm-hmm. our pastor, our main pastor, his whole, like his whole thing for St. Monica's is that all are welcome. We even have an LGBTQ like division of the church, like group, like, um, adult group. So all are welcome. And it very much like if Brittany wanted to get married there, it could have so easily happened. So Christina, I just want to ask in real life, just because this is so close to home, Mm. what do you really need to do to get married? Like at a Catholic church, just so we can like, you know, we're date coaching Pete Davidson today. We may as well also just (laughs) date coach Brittany. Sounds good. Okay. Brittany was Brittany. Remember she came to the office once. Yeah. Not to see yeah. us, uh, to see an attorney. And this was when she was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and But she, remember, she came to the office. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, Christina, so let's go. Tell us, what do you really need to do to get married in the Catholic Church? Well, at least one of the, one of the bride or the groom has to be Catholic. And... I don't think Samaskari is Catholic, correct, Alessandra? I, I don't believe so. No, I don't think so. And so that's why she would either have to convert or he would have to be Catholic in order for them to get married. Is yeah. there anything else you'd want? That would be the first yeah. step that and and you do know. a you do like a marriage preparation. It's not a test. It's a it's right. a course. It's a it's a retreat, right, Christina? That you go on, right? There are a few different it's pre Cana, okay. and there are a few different workshops that you go through. One is a retreat. One is meeting with what this is what I did. It was at it was mm-hmm. at Good Shepherd in Beverly Hills. It's slightly different. So you meet with the pastor. We met with Father Ed, who is the pastor, who's still the pastor there, and you and and then he sets then they set up a you meet with a psychiatrist or a psychologist we did that you do it this personality test exam then you do the overnight weekend retreat where you all the women are in one place and all the men are in another place and it's kind of like a it's called couple to couple week runs it it's it's Mm -hmm. really great we learned a lot it was a lot of a lot of writing and a lot of sitting that was my only my only um qualm with it. I wish I could get out more and get more fresh air, but we did get a little few walks in. So that's basically the pre-Cana program. You also have to get all of your certificates lined up. So your baptism, your, mm. your communion, your confirmation, everything has to be in order. So the, there is some paperwork that has to be done. And then also if... I just don't know how detailed do you want me to get all Sandra because no, 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 that's it. That's I good. Think that's I, I just know that's it. I just wanted now. to, yeah. no, I just wanted to like clarify because I feel like of all churches, like they would have opened the doors for Brittany and they would have helped her make it happen. Like if she oh, even yeah, wanted to definitely. convert to Catholicism, like I could have been her RCIA sponsor. I was an RCIA yeah. sponsor last year. So like Brittany, we could totally have made it happen. It's really fun. 
Um, but you are welcome. And yeah, like I just, you right. know, I you felt don't like, need to be Catholic yeah. to go to the church and everything, no. all the services are, everything's back yeah. and total and running yeah. and, and in the church, right, Alessandra? Yes. And it's not you even mask mandated yeah, or no anything. Mask. No, it's so really if you nice. You want to go, Brittany? Yeah, yeah Brittany. I, I, I want to go. Uh, uh, just say Monica's. Okay. So anyway, come to St. Monica's, Brittany. We'll have a blast. Okay. So final, the final um, celebrities are just like, or stars are just like us. So um, Ezra Miller. So, okay. There's this guy, Ezra Miller. He is a kind of like, I want to say like C-list actor. So anyway, um, he has been in the news lately. So allegedly he was a cult leader. And um, during the last filming of one of his films, he was like leading this cult of young people of like teenagers, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was recently, he was just charged with burglary. So he has a lot of these like run-ins with the law and he just like a lot of people have been coming out. And so I have recently, I mean, I've always had such a fascination, um, and truly just, you know, I, I, I love, hearing and discussing cults. And I really have always had such a strong fascination with cults. So there is this amazing podcast that I really want to recommend to you guys. It's called Sounds Like a Cult. And um, and it basically talks about how all of these different organizations that we have maybe, maybe even you have been a part of have so many cult-like um, criteria. So they even did an episode called like theater, like what, like theater as a cult. Mm. So Christina, I mean, we were both theater, we were both theater kids and the cult of theater kids. So does that resonate with you at all? Like the cult of theater kids? Yeah, I, I think there are a lot of unhealthy attachments that people have to certain groups and the culture of those groups promote unhealthy attachments to it. And the leaders, like think about the leaders of these programs, of these theater programs, you know, they're, they're dealing with these, this vulnerable set of like, these are vulnerable kids who are at this point in their life where they're now somebody with, um, somebody with a little bit of, uh, of authority is telling them that they're special and that they have it. And, but, uh, and they're special, they have it, but you have to follow all of these different criteria and there are really strong exit costs, entry costs. So like, anyway, I just, I love this podcast. I highly recommend all of you to listen to it. And Christina, you would love it. You would love it as well. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to talk briefly to relate this back to dating. Um, as somebody, aka me, who is susceptible to occult-like experience, like I feel like I'm quite susceptible. To, I would be quite susceptible because I'm just like, oh, wow, that sounds wonderful. Oh, I and we've, Christian, you and I have, have really narrowly escaped, narrowly escaped a few cult situations here in right. Los Angeles. And they wouldn't be considered, they're not considered cults, 
but mm-hmm. they had a lot of those characteristics, even though they were, it was there a was Protestant church. A religion. Yeah. There was a church that <laughs> nobody had any other job. They all were working there for free. And it was like this very cult vibe. And anyway, like the, we, yeah, we've had a few experiences that are similar to that, but anyway, what are just some signs that, like I said, I'm kind of trying to relate this back to dating. I just kind of wanted to talk about cults for a second, but just any signs that people can look for when they're dating. So they don't fall, fall for an undercover cult leader. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, a casual question to ask and to answer, you know, within a couple, you know, two minutes. Right. I think it's the the whole manipulator that you're trying to look out for and the narcissist mentality that you're looking out for. So, and we have video, we, well, I don't know if the videos are public, but we have articles. No, private. Okay. Those are private. And I think we have a, a podcast about narcissists and what to watch out for when you're are you dating a narcissist? And this is how to tell. I know we have articles about that on our blog, but yeah, that's, those are important to, to watch. Those signs are important to watch out for. I, I think most cult leaders are narcissists. So if you can avoid narcissists, you'll probably avoid cult leaders too. Yeah. I just want to talk about narcissists for a second. So there is a personality disorder, specifically narcissistic personality disorder. Um, and it's, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's from a, this is from MDEM emedicinehealth.com. So obviously the most reliable source ever. Um, but I just want to talk about this for just a minute because I feel like this is important. Um, so they don't have to go back and listen to a whole episode and find the specific thing, but this is, um, it's a, it's a personality disorder characterized by a sense of grandiosity, the need for attention and admiration, superficial interpersonal relationships, and a lack of empathy. So that's a huge thing. It's a lack of, of empathy. Um, because I had asked a few girlfriends of mine, I'm like, you guys, like, am I a narcissist? Mm-hmm. And, but I am the most empathetic person in the world. So I, although may have some traits, of a narcissistic person, I don't lack empathy. Like if anything, I have too much empathy and it kills me. So anyway, but the, just the traits to look out for grandiosity, um, which is like exaggerated sense of self-importance, superiority, all of that excessive need for admiration, just, they have to be the center of attention. They, need admiration, superficial or exploitative relationships, um, lack of empathy, identity disturbance, um, and like a fragile identity, difficulty with attachment and dependency, chronic feelings of emptiness and boredom, and vulnerability to life transitions. Um, But yeah, so anyway, just wanted to give you guys a few signs to look out for because I wanted to discuss Colts. So let's, so let's move, on. move on to sisterly advice. Every week we answer a listener's burning question and every week we give them advice that only your sister would give you. Hey, Christina, the weekend came and this pretty girl I met at the gym wanted to pick me up and take me on a date. I felt inclined to instead pick her up, but she said she felt more comfortable doing it her way. So I agreed. She picked me up Saturday and we had a great time. This weekend I'm picking her up. Her advice was all that men, and this is in quotes, all that men courting, all, 
that male, oh, male all courting. that male courting of the lady simply does not work for everyone. Personally, when it's 50-50 down the line, truly empowers us as women. We want we went to eat, and when I asked for the check, the waiter said the bill had already been covered. Yep, totally courting on her part. Basically, when a girl comes with a plan, do you decline that plan or go with the plan? Oh, this is a great question from one of our loyal listeners who's been with us since the beginning. And we have a whole queue of questions. So we bumped this one up to the start of the line because he's been such a such a good listener of ours. And Alessandra, did you have any thoughts that you wanted to start out with? Um, why don't you go for it, Christine? I feel like I've been talking a lot. Okay, sure. So there's nothing wrong with a man accepting a woman courting him if you're okay with that. If you feel at any point you have to be introspective, if you feel emasculated by certain behaviors, that's when to pay attention to this. And are you okay with that feeling? Are you okay with her doing these things? And if you, the, if the answer is yes, great. You may have found the perfect match for you. No relationship is the same. And yes, we've seen certain behaviors work for most women and certain behaviors work for most men in terms of the courtship process. But you just have to be completely honest with yourself and don't hide behind, oh, but it seems fine. Just if you feel like something's off, you should communicate it and you should, yeah, because you don't want to be stuck in a situation that you don't want to be in. But it sounds like you're enjoying yourself. So in my opinion, go for it. I don't think you need to force her to do a different plan. If she wants to plan things and she's okay with that, oh. Why not? But as long as you feel you're in it, you want to see her, you're still pursuing her in a certain way that you want to spend more time with her, not, oh, she invited me to this, so I guess I'll just go because I have nothing better to do. That's the pitfall when it comes to men. Men's, men, men's I guess, Achilles heel is laziness, mm. so in comfort. If they feel lazy and comfortable, even if you know, this woman, she's okay. I'm kind of into her, but not really. I don't see myself with her long-term, but she's inviting me to do all this fun stuff with her. So I guess I'll just go. It's, I have all the time in the world to get married. Then that's not the right attitude. You want to be very intentional of, "Mm, I actually, she invited me to this, but, and women too, you could be invited to amazing things, but realize, uh, I just, I know that I don't, want to be with this man. And even though he's inviting me to this Dodgers game, I just, I don't want to continue a relationship that I know. And this is after you've really discerned it, not just after one date, of course. Yeah. I mean, I think that the beautiful part about 2022 and our society is that there are so many different types of people. um, And there are so many different ways of doing your relationship and ways of dating. Um, but I know for us, we preach kind of an old school way of doing a relationship and we are very in line with old school values, um, masculine energy, feminine energy, um, you know, men, having that balance, men having more of that masculine energy and women 
relaxing into their feminine energy. So we encourage just from at matchmakers in the city, what we encourage is the man leaning into his masculine and the woman leaning into her feminine, um, because we're kind of naturalists in that way. So the masculine energy is doing, providing, achieving. So the feminine energy is being, receiving, flowing, you know, releasing, trusting, allowing, um, like remembering the, the, that, you know, so all that to say, um, if this kind of relationship dynamic works for you, amazing, go for it. You have our blessing, like everything that Christina said, but we also know that in order for a woman to kind of relax back into her feminine energy, which is something that men generally find attractive, um, a lot of times that power dynamic does not yield the ability for a woman to sit back in her feminine energy and she'll burn out. And so that's what I have to say about the matter. There are women who really enjoy being in their masculine energy, which is awesome, but it's also just having that awareness that when there are certain things that have that masculine energy and then you'll maybe slip into your, your more feminine energy. And if you're okay with that, that's beautiful, but it's just mm-hmm. having that understanding, having that balance and allowing for her to also be in her feminine energy. This woman though said she, it doesn't work for her. She has determined her boundaries. She likes to do 50, 50. She likes being 50% in her masculine, 50% in her feminine. Amen. Beautiful. I love that. That's awesome. For Christina and I, what we preach and what we kind of have seen work over 10 years is for a woman to lean into her feminine, get to know that energy. And that energy is harder for a lot of achievers, achieving women, because it's that being, it's that receiving, it's that flowing energy. So that's what I have to say about that. Right. Love it. Okay. So let's move on to, we couldn't help but wonder as sisters, we grow up watching sex in the city. Now, as personal matchmakers in 2022, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In this segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder episode by episode through today for episode 14, All That Glitters. Okay, so what Carrie couldn't help but wonder, to be in a couple, do you have to put your single self on a shelf? Like elf on a shelf. That's so cute. Your single self on a shelf. So I have been doing my homework, you guys, and I just watched this episode and I'm so glad that I did because, oh my goodness gracious, it is so delightful. Um, You guys, I just encourage you to just watch Sex in the City again. It's just so wonderful. So anyway, um, Carrie goes um, dancing, goes dancing with the girls at a gay club. She meets a gay guy. Um, and then she just, it's this dynamic of Aiden is a homebody. Aiden likes to eat a pack of chicken, chicken wings on a Friday night or a Saturday night, fall asleep with literally a chicken wing in his mouth. Okay. 
And then Carrie is the total diametric opposite. For Carrie, she wants to be out. She's like, oh my gosh, I live in New York City for a reason. I want to be out and about. There's this hot new club opening or, oh my goodness, this fabulous gay club that I can go dancing to. So that's what she is struggling with in this phase of her relationship of saying, like, is it okay for one party to not like going out and the other one to really love it and enjoy it. So that's one thing that we can talk about. Um, so, and then she ended up meeting like this fabulous gay man and then she goes out and she realized she has to fight for his attention. So then she realizes, then she realizes like, it's not so bad to have this beautiful man at home, even if he has a chicken wing, you know, hanging off of his mouth. Um, Miranda ran into a coworker at the gay club. She didn't know that he was gay. She told him, um, she was pregnant, but then he tells, they wanted to keep it private. They both accidentally let it slip out that he he's gay, she's pregnant. So it's like, poof. Um, so it talks, it's, it's funny how that was like such a thing, like that that would be even a thing back then. Now it's like, that would never, I feel like that's not a huge deal at all. And then oh, Samantha does, takes a hit of ecstasy, Ooh. not ideal. Um, and then she ends up telling Richard that she loves him and she feels very vulnerable after saying that. He doesn't say anything back. They're just sleeping together. There's no exclusivity. Richard is a total player. She's aware of that. So is she, but she's starting to really have feelings for him as one does when they sleep with a man over and over and over and over again. Um, Charlotte and Trey's home is featured in home and garden magazine, but, um, literally remember this episode. It's like the day that they get a divorce, like the day before they are featured in home and gardens magazine and his kind of, remember that? Yeah. That was a really powerful. Yeah. And just how every, all that glitters is not gold. So it's Mm -hmm. like all, they took a picture together, but literally they got a divorce the next day. And, but that was really sweet of him. He knew that it meant a lot to her. So he did show up for that spread. Um, But anyway, I think that just single self on a shelf, um, Mm -hmm. when somebody, when you enter into a relationship, you, do you have to give up that aspect of your life? The going out, the single aspect, the single self. Do you put it on a shelf, Christina? I would say no in a certain way. And then yes, in other ways, because no, you can still go out and spend time with friends, but there have to be boundaries around members of the opposite sex and also boundaries around even your friends that when you get married, you're not going to have as much time to spend with your, your close friends. You'll still have a lot of time, but that time does dwindle as kids come along and other responsibilities. And it might not even the time might dwindle. It might be the way that you can spend time together might change. So it's having priorities in that way and having boundaries around other people who might threaten your primary, your 
boyfriend or girlfriend or your fiance or your husband or wife. Yeah, that's so true, Christina, because even if you have really good intentions and no intention of, you know, ever cheating or even not even cheating, just if you're just having a platonic friendship with somebody, there are people that don't have those boundaries and do not care. And they don't care if you're in a relationship, they will go after you regardless Mm -hmm. of if you are in a committed relationship or not. So yeah, it is being really careful. Um, because if you are a social person, if you love to go out and even if you are saying like, Oh no, I have a boyfriend, like I'm good. There are, or if you're saying, Oh, I have a girlfriend, I'm good. There are people that hear that and they say, challenge accepted. That's what they say in their brain. So that's, it's even just more of, just more of a warning really to people who are in relationships that yes, go out, have fun, but also there are snakes who will try to weasel their way in and um, regardless of whether you're in a relationship or not. Um, yeah, but I definitely don't think you have to give up going out when you're in a relationship. That's right. That's a part or of spending it, like, time with people, with friends, right? Yeah. Or going to events, and yes, there will be yeah. men there, or there will be women. Yeah, there. that doesn't yeah. mean that you can't talk to them. But it's just having certain boundaries and awareness, like we talked about before. Yeah. And have your guard up a little bit too. Yeah. Have your Mm. guard up because not everyone, not all the glitters is gold, but not everyone who, Oh, this is a great, Oh, he'll just be a guy friend. Oh, he's a guy friend or, Oh, it's just a girl. It's just a friend. She just wants to be friends. She's going through a hard time. Like have your guard up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's Final. move on to catching up with the Contis. Alessandra. Christina, why don't you go for it? What's going on with you? Well, I guess the latest was I was just on Trending with Timory last week. So that information, my last Instagram post shows where you can get, we can get a, the podcast on, on the relevant radio app and the Trending with Timory section. It was a really, really good one. We talked about Dane Cook and his Ugh. new fiance, who's 26 years younger than him, he's 50, she's 23. And we just, and he's known about her, Christina, he's known her for, um, for five she, years. Yeah. No, no, no. But actually, he's known her since she was um, 15. How do you know that? Um, that one of my friends, one of my friends DM me who's in the scene. He knows. Uh, yeah. Because I had written about it on my Instagram story. Interesting. Well, we, we brought it back to real life and showed that what are some appropriate boundaries for you to have with your teachers, or if you're a teacher with your students, professors, parents to help educate Mm -hmm. your kids about these things too, because so often people just are thrown into these environments where the professor's inviting them over to dinner Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah, Lord knows, uncomfortable. I hit on all of my all of my high school teachers. Yeah, I hit on them aggressively. I know a substitute teacher specifically. I went hard, and yes. then he was nasty to me when I was in his class, and now I know why. <laughs> but I didn't know why. I was like, he was so hot. Now he's so mean. Like, what is wrong? <laughs> Well, yeah, I was even saying that 
that it's, it's not, it's natural for young women to find older men appealing because they're more mature. They have their lives mm-hmm. together. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just the proper response is not to flirt with your teachers. It's, but yeah, you know, the proper response, it's on him. This. It's on the teachers. Yeah, the te- he's the, the teacher's onus. Yeah. You're, he's the adult. And we, right. what we know now, and my teachers were always incredibly appropriate with me. They never crossed a line, yeah. even though I really, like she one of really them. pushed that boundary <laughs> with, I would say, Two. Two, at least. Oh, at least minimum. Two minimum. It was slim pickings at Molly. Maybe even a tutor. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I definitely did. But the, the tutors were always in like high school. They were just like seniors. So that wasn't bad. But yeah, <laughs> I was I was so... like, I would make like aggressive comments. Like I was woof, like girl, damn. But they were always super appropriate and they, exactly, they put the boundary up. I mean, you know, yeah. even if and one then, of them remember he did, when I went for extra help, he came with like, in his like gym clothing and he like, <laughs> do you remember Christine, I went for extra yeah. help and like he came out and he had his gym clothing on and then he like put his leg up and I was like, <gasps> like, no, it wasn't like overt, but to me, I was like, oh game on and then I I was crazy but that's what you're young I was like 15 she didn't know any better know any better (laughs) now I do her mom was so busy she she didn't think that this would be some boundary that she would need to teach us but we see that it's a really important as parents to to tell your yeah sons and daughters about this I'll I and not also- all male teachers are as respectful as mine. Like that's yes. so many of them. And female teachers too. Female I- teachers too. We you don't see mean this to just all say the time. this about, right, about just yeah. men teachers. It's It goes for everyone. Yeah. And I'll be on trending again next Friday, August 18th, it looks like. Oh, good. So that will be fun. And actually, not August 19th. And I think we'll be talking about college dating is one of the things. So we will see. I love it. That's amazing, Christina. Um, So yeah, I'm super excited this weekend. I have yet another bachelorette party. I had a bridal shower um, and now I have yet another bachelorette party from a former bachelor, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm so excited. It's there. It's a now they're friends. Um, they're it's my one of my girlfriends now. Um, but yeah, the guy was a former. Remember Christina? He was a former bachelor. I don't know that you know who I'm talking about. But anyway, no. So yeah, I'm. Oh going, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. You're yeah. talking about. Yeah, and yep, then I'm spending still a, in the database, but yeah, in relationship. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So and then I'm spending a couple days in Palm Springs at the Ritz. I'm so excited. Oh God, maybe I shouldn't say that, but it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Come if you want to find me, like what, you know, that's, I'm going to be posting on Instagram anyway. So that's it's fine. true. You definitely, it's fine. They, if, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so I'm so excited for that. And then Hulu actually came yesterday to the office for a little site visit. And I believe that this is actually going to be happening. So I'm going to be a matchmaker for a new show that's going to be coming out. And I can't say anymore, but um, I think it's just an episode or so, but it should be really fun. I'm really excited. Um, And then I also did two podcasts. One of them is um, 
a very big, um, it's a very big podcast. It's called the refined. refined Yeah. The refined woman is Kat. Her name is Kat Harris. She's amazing. She wrote a book called sexless in the city. Um, very appropriate for our conversation because Hmm. it ended up being just casually all about sex and, um, just, it it really went there. And I, I don't typically just talk about sex so much, but it sounds um, like a hilarious conversation. Oh my gosh, it really was. And, um, but anyway, so the refined collective is the name of the podcast. Oh, the refined collective, not the refined woman. Okay. Yeah. So the refined collective, the refined woman is the one that, um, is the, is, is Kat. So that's her Instagram. She has a huge following there. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we talk a lot about sex. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, and then I was on another podcast and of course I'm forgetting the name of it. Um, but I'll keep you guys posted and I'll post it on my Instagram once it pops up. Um, but anyway, and you guys, we've discontinued our last two segments for the foreseeable future, just because we've been going, we've been having long podcasts lately. Um, but just know that we're affirming you every single day and we're in our prayers and you're in our thoughts and we love you so much. Um, all right, you guys, thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you guys, not next week, but the week after. Okay, bye. Bye.